Welcome to Whiskey and Whiskers. This is episode two, version PBR. Fuck you. Uh, it's Chop. Gator. Chris. Blake. So today, I don't even know what's in the magic cooler because I'm in uh, I'm in another state. He's remote. You're actually yeah. not in a state, but we will we'll get into that in a little bit. He's yeah. been remoted. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm remoted. I got volume control and everything. But no, you might uh, be in an state of inebriation. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I'm uh, so I'm in Washington D.C. right now doing uh, doing this remote. That's but... a cool story. Hang on, let me get this bottle of whiskey out, and then you can talk about it while I'm pouring shots. All right. In the magic box today, we are drinking stolen whiskey, aged oh, eleven years, barrel finished with smoked oak staves. But like, where was it? Where was it distilled at, though? Uh, the oak within staves. smoked oak staves. <laughs> says it right there. Probably <laughs> barrels, bro. Yeah, I'll, I'll read the back of the bottle in a little bit. But no, yeah. but like, what's uh, what's the company though? It's called Stolen, stolen whiskey. whiskey. No, I know you stole it. <laughs> it's also called Stolen Whiskey. Yeah, I think whiskey. that's the irony of it. Did right? they cross the name out and write Stolen on it? Yeah. No, yeah. I did that. <laughs> oh, you really did steal it. All right, here I'm gonna pop it, and then we're gonna continue on with uh, uh, remote chop talk. Yeah, to why you think we stole whiskey? Eh, hang on. Okay, it's not bad. How does that sound over there, chop? It was all right. Uh, so I'm Can gonna try. I'm gonna try uh, my own little version. Let's see if it actually works. Should I get Whoa. any of that? Oh, yours is better. Blew my eardrum out, man. What's up? What are you drinking over there, chop? So I got a bottle of Wild Turkey 101, which I'm not nice. not entirely sure why we haven't had on the show yet because it is fucking like quintessential whiskey. Uh, we're gonna have to do that soon. But in the meantime, I'm gonna drink it while I'm uh, while I'm up here in in the northern realm. Yeah, just drink the just drink the Wild Turkey for the for the sake of drinking with us. Yeah, but yeah. We'll, we'll definitely bring it on the show. So let's not review it. Just leave the review into us. Yeah, for sure. All um, right, I'm gonna pour these shots. Hey, tell us. Uh, so where are you, Chop? What are you doing? So I'm in DC. I'm uh, I'm working up here right now. Um, it's uh it's interesting. It's my first time being here. Um, I went and uh, is it really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know it was your first time up there. Yeah, DC's cool, dude. You can do a lot of shit in a very short amount of time there. Yeah, it's it's a pretty cool place. Uh, a couple nights ago, I went and made a couple of rounds. So I like I went down to the Washington Monument and the White House and did all that shit. Uh, dude, which by so, the way, those those that's chop. Uh, people that have checked out the Instagram and saw hey, the chop. amazing editing. Uh, chop that took those pictures. Re- remind me to text you my favorite whiskey bars in DC. You need to go check it out. Uh, yeah, I might I might do that tomorrow. Uh, it's but it's a straight legit whiskey bar. Yeah. Uh, I'll check it out tomorrow. Just yes, I mean, but uh, so I didn't realize when I got into this whole endeavor how difficult it was going to be for me to try and pull out an open bottle of whiskey while I was drunk in front of the White House to try and snap a picture. <laughs> turns out, you think they frown upon that. Turns out there's a lot now? of <laughs> turns out there's a lot of cops there, and uh, they what? Don't, really? Yeah, they don't they don't take too kindly when you're uh, you know popping bottles in front of the White House. You just tell them, dude, it's cool. I'm a famous podcaster, and you give them a sticker. That's what I did. Yeah, <laughs> have a have a sticker. I paid them off Cops a little bit. But yeah, we're getting uh, we're getting fans in DC now for sure. Did you uh, stick stickers like on the Washington Monument and on the White House gates? Yeah, I climbed to the top of both of them and stuck stuck stickers as high as I could get. Oh well, you want them down low where they mm-hmm. can see them. Go back and tomorrow. Go back and put them <laughs> down low. <also. laughs> Yeah, <laughs> definitely on on Lincoln's chair. Yeah, yeah so, right on Lincoln's right on Lincoln's chair. I'm working. I'm working on that one. I haven't you know been... we would go viral if that happened. Like they would be like, <laughs> someone put a sticker, and they would everyone would hate us, but like a million people would like listen. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then a million people would hate us. <laughs> so I haven't I haven't actually made it to the Lincoln Monument yet. I've done uh, Washington, and I did the White House, and uh, fuck, there was one more, but I can't remember right now. Uh, he was the gentleman standing on the uh, rock, made of rock. Jefferson? Uh, is that Jefferson? I actually don't even remember. I was a little drunk when I took those pictures, not going to lie. I cracked into that bottle of uh, 101, and I'd been getting off the airplane, uh, which that was a whole other endeavor, and getting drunk on an airplane the full is a different body, kind of thing. The full bottle of in those pictures would say that that is a lie. Uh, no, it was <laughs> cracked. It was I cracked. bet there's more than that one bottle of alcohol in D.C., though. True. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
And I guarantee you there's a lot more airplane shots than that in my backpack. Oh, just, yeah. Just uh, make something up. That statue was uh, Paul Revere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Nobody could even call you on it. They'd be like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Sounds right. No, it looked like Paul Revere. Yeah, from the you know the profile, you kind of from the side, like he's got Paul Revere's nose and the stone, like <laughs> that gave it away. <laughs> Paul, people don't know this. Paul Revere and uh, Abraham Lincoln look a lot alike, and that they're both made of stone. It's just uh, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln is a lot, lot taller. Like yeah. a lot taller. Even when he's sitting down, he's yes. taller because he's like you know sixty-five feet tall. He was yeah. really tall for his time. Some it's some crazy. people some people might say larger than life even. Uh-huh. Yeah, in so many ways. Did y'all ever hear that that anecdote? I don't know if it's true, and I, maybe I'm just making this up. I don't know. Did you ever hear the thing about uh, Abraham Lincoln being really good at wrestling, and he would just like punk people? No, but I heard he was a vampire killer. Yeah. <laughs> well, it would make sense that a vampire killer knows how to wrestle, right? Yeah, definitely. No, I think he was a really accomplished wrestler, and like people would he would beat them at like a debate and then they would be like well fuck you and he'd be like yeah you want to go and then he would wrestle them and like submit them and be like, yeah now i win what do you do like high school wrestling so he he dominates them at uh politicking and then he dominates them on the mat you know tennessee I mean? state champion wrestler no, no, abraham no. lincoln you've got it all wrong dude you're totally off base here show a little decorum it was more like wwf wrestling oh <laughs> Oh, he'd hit him with a folding chair, <laughs> dude. Now I can see it. There, there were so many folding chairs back then. Yeah, <laughs> he was well, like. A lot of people don't know this. A little bit of trivia for our listeners: uh, Abraham Lincoln invented the folding chair specifically for wrestling. They they didn't even realize you could sit on it until a hundred thousand years later. This is another, just meant uh, to be like a surface that could bounce off your head, kind of. Another another like fun. Chop. Oh, go ahead, chop. I was going to say another fun uh, WWE fact is that John Cena was actually one of the first people to wrestle Abraham Lincoln, just nobody could see him. Mm-hmm. Founding father? Yeah. Well, nobody John could see, C- nobody could see yeah. John Cena. <laughs> Let's take the shot. All right. Let's see how this stolen whiskey feels. Dude, surprise John Cena was awesome. I won't know about the stolen whiskey, but I'll take a shot of one-on-one with you. Deal. Do that, chap. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right, man shit, dude. Yeah, huh? Some good whiskey. I'm trying to man shit too. I'm not going to go into the review or anything, but Wild Turkey 101 is definitely some fucking man shit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No man. Uh, I don't know. Do we want to? Do we want to talk about stolen now, or do we want to carry on later? But I am curious. What's the uh, what's the content? Alcohol by volume. Ninety-two proof, forty-six percent alcohol, so it's got a little bit of edge. Yeah, not, not quite one hundred and one though. Not quite. Uh-oh. Trump's gonna be shitty by the end of this episode. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's like, "Where's my bird?" Ah, time to get shitty. So you said you have some airplane bottles in your backpack? Oh, for sure. Dad. So <laughs> did you drink one airplane? Uh, so I managed to get a couple down. So here, here's the issue: is uh, so. I like to drink when I'm on the plane because being on a plane is shitty and there's nothing else to do. So uh, I got to the airport and drank a couple beers, and then I was keeping my airplane shots for when I got onto the plane. Uh, so I get onto the plane, I'm walking down the aisle trying to find my seat or whatever, and I, I had a reserved seat, so I knew it was a I had a middle seat, which is kind of shitty. But I'm walking down the aisle and I see my row, and then sure as shit, in the fucking uh, window seat in the aisle that I'm got the middle seat, my boss is sitting in the window seat. So nice. <laughs> I go to sit down. I'm like, well, fuck, I guess I'm not drinking airplane shots on the plane because uh, my boss is here. Uh, yeah, nothing will so kill he... your buzz like being in your boss's personal space. So did, did he yeah. get drunk with you? Uh, so mm. it's it's a she. And no, uh, <laughs> this particular boss has been sober for about 13 years. So uh, oh, so she's a hater. <laughs> yeah, she's a hater. <laughs> uh, That's rough, man. But Harley's. you have a problem. That's so said, really you're training in two ways. One, you're training uh, how to drink at work, which is a uh, necessary skill, right? You have right. to learn how to – children learn now. They're not going to teach you this in school. This is something you have to learn on your own, how to drink and go to work. I mean, yeah. lunch, lunch happens. Sneaky. Yeah, Lunch happens. Uh, uh, but I still also, don't know how to do it, by the way. <laughs> but also, uh, you're training OJT um, <laughs> by drinking at altitude. Yeah, which is also important. Uh, I did. I did uh, luck out. Um, my boss passed out for the entire flight. Like she was snoring and shit. So I got how uh, much alcohol did she drink? How many airplane shots did she take? For seven years. <laughs> she fucking, was drinking. She blacked out. <laughs> so she passed out and was snoring and shit. And I, uh, I uh, 
got the cart lady to give me a Pepsi or Coke or whatever the fuck they had on the plane. And then I just snuck a couple shots into my my Coke and did it that way. I see you working. So, yeah. Training. Wow. You got you to gotta learn how to... You got Coke on an airplane? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, but I, I don't want to just gloss over this. I want to I want to talk about uh, training for drinking at altitude because drinking at yeah. altitude is completely different. different than drinking on the ground and dude. at a high rate of speed or too. At sea level, dude. Yeah, that's sick. physics and shit. That if, matters. If you stay drunk at altitude for multiple days and go back down to your normal altitude, it'll fuck you up. So that's the main event, right? Like like <laughs> these U, these UFC fighters, they go they go up in the mountains and they train and then they come back down and then they fight at sea level for the main event and. It's basically just so that they can have, you know, get trained on having more oxygen in their blood system. What you're doing, Chop, is you're going up in an airplane, way high altitude. You're getting drunk so you can train yourself to go on a ski trip. Yeah. See yeah. what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Because that's the main event. That's the pay-per-view right there. This is for the belt. We're playing for keeps. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then we're going to do three days of drinking Fireball because that's, you know, when in Rome. Mm-hmm. Must drink Fireball in the snow <laughs> on the mountains at there- altitude. There is no other shot. I, I don't think they sell any other shot on the mountain other than Fireball. I think they do, but it's just a it's just, it's an afterthought of Fireball. It's uh it's stuff to put in your coffee. Yeah, but the, you can do Fireball in your coffee. Too. You it's, might. I mean, it's more of like a all night drinking Fireball and then want to grab a Jaeger bomb on the way out the door. What other situations might you have to drink it out? Are those the only two? On an airplane? <laughs> on the airplane and when you're skiing? Uh, I guarantee that I will be drinking it out too right before I jump out of a fucking plane if I ever do that. What, well, what if you're like an astronaut? Yeah. I know they don't drink, but what, what would but that be But drinking like? in zero gravity, getting drunk in zero gravity could be a whole thing. We've talked about this, I think. Dude, getting drunk at altitude right before you ride a snow machine. Yeah, <laughs> snow machines. What if you got like wasted and hiked Mount Everest? You would die. You would die. <laughs> That'd be fucking hard, though, dude. You know, if you're like blackout drunk trying to climb a mountain, you'd be the think only you motherfucker that lived. Everyone else would die. Yeah. You'd be like, I don't know, man. I was drunk. And you're like, I don't know how I got up there. And like, because you did? fell, you fell asleep at the bottom. You got drunk and passed out at the bottom. <laughs> they all walked up and died. Yeah, but then you get to make the story, right? Like, yeah. you're like, I don't know. I was at the top. People There's started something. dropping out, and I was started carrying them. After I three or four motherfuckers, <laughs> I had to I had to set them down to save my own life. I need some aspirin and some greasy food. <laughs> I got a wicked head. Yeah. Then I ran out of fireball and ran the rest of the way down. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Getting drunk and climbing mountains. People just die at the top of Mount Everest. Did you know that? They don't even climb. And that far and they die. They just leave their bodies there. There's this line. I've seen it on a on a map before. There's a red line that they draw. So there's like base camp. And yeah. Then if, and then there's like a stop and then there's the peak, the summit. Um, but they all sleep at this base camp and it's just below this red line. Once you cross that red line, people just die. Like for no reason. <laughs> like they're fine. They're not hypothermic. They're not. They just die because it's fucking. Your body's altitude. Like, yeah. Whoa. Nope. You're not supposed to go to space. You die now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so intense. and and they like I don't think they know like who is just gonna die and who's not. If if people are just dying like dropping out, like I'm not gonna fucking go there. Like okay, maybe <laughs> I'm one of the people that could, that might survive this. That must Fuck be that. Like, it must, why would you? That must be the thrill of it though. Can you imagine? You're like I'm training for this thing, and if I get to the very very tip top of it, I might die just because I, I might die. I think they should require everybody that wants to climb Mount Everest to go through astronaut training prior to climbing Mount Everest. Even, yeah, even I feel if, like astronaut training weeds out the motherfuckers that are just going to die. So even if And you, I think there's a bunch of bullshit at the top of Mount Everest like <laughs> trash and shit. Dead bodies. People leaving dead bodies up there. They need to burn all that shit. All right, I don't so think they can. Even dumpster fire. Even if you went up to the top and you didn't die, you would almost die. Like that would be your story. Yeah. Is I got to the top, I almost died and then I came back down. Yeah. Yeah, that's a almost dying. That's a dumb sure. place to be. You know where else people can't survive? That sometimes they'll just die for no reason. Underwater, <laughs> right? So you know what I'm not going to do is try to live underwater. Like, <laughs> hey, we're not supposed to be there. Get the fuck down. It's like when your kid climbs up on the counter and you're like, hey, you're not supposed to be up on the counter. Get down off the counter. Yeah, food goes on the counter, not people. Get down now. Yeah. yeah. Blake, I was of that school of thought until I went scuba diving, and now I'm on the other side of that. Yeah, but you went down, you went down there with tanks. People climb Mount Everest without tanks. People climb with tanks and whatever, fine. People are but stupid. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you wouldn't go, you wouldn't go try to live underwater with no tanks. No, nope. you would die. <laughs> Is it just like a free for all there? They're like, yep, get on it, get your tube, to, and go to the top. I wouldn't try to climb Mount Everest without tanks either. 
No, yeah, you gotta have dumb. permits and shit. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, licenses and permits and certifications. Yeah, but you can get around. Uh, everyone registration. That's just a suggestion, right? Like you just gotta yeah. act like you've been there. Dude, yeah. in the end, money talks. Period. I left my sunglasses up there. I just gotta run back up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> if you gonna, if you got enough money, Russia will fly you to space. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's but, pretty sweet. Hold on, I, I actually kind of want to go back because we you glossed over something that money. we glossed over something that I actually want to talk about. Uh, if you go to the top of Mount Everest, you almost died. Period. Right. Yeah. What is the time that you almost died? Oh, okay. Well, shit. This is gonna. This is gonna. This is gonna take the rest of the episode. This is gonna (laughs) expose me a little bit because the other analogy I was drawing was being underwater, right? So Uh, that's what I'm gonna roll into. Um, I was probably eight or nine years old, and we were tubing, and there was like there was some rapids and whatever they, they're fast when it's fast it's fun right like that's that's cool uh-huh. well at the very end of the rapids there was like one final drop and it was a drop and it wasn't it wasn't big it's was probably only like four feet from where the water went over the cliff till it hit the the bottom you know it was, you could stand up and your head is like almost at the level you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i'm like eight and this is a waterfall i mean it's it's yeah. a huge waterfall but it is a waterfall right and i went over it in my tube and it flipped me out of my tube, and I was stuck <laughs> right underneath that waterfall, and I couldn't get off the ground, like the the ground, like push off with your feet. Kinda. Yeah, because I would push up, and I'm still in the waterfall, and it would push me back down, and I was not like aware enough, I guess, to push out. Yeah, I kept wanting to push up, and it kept pushing me back down, and and I almost drowned, and someone Dude. stuck their arm down. It was my uncle actually, uh, stuck his arm down. Pull, he manned me out of there. All right, so Dude, I actually have close, a very, very, right very similar story. <clears throat> Only I was a grown ass man. Uh, I went to Twin Falls in Austin, and it's a it's a swimming hole on the green belt. Really awesome place. But I went there a few times with my roommates several years ago, and there was this there's this little pool where one waterfall goes in, and then it's like a hot tub sized pool, and then there's waterfalls going out into like the main like little river part. Uh, so we had been there a couple times and we would sit down in that pool and you could lean your like you could lean back against the rocks against the top waterfall and like let water run over your head and stuff and it, you know it's just something kind of cool to awesome. do. Yeah. Uh so we did that a few times. Well, we went back another time after it had been raining like a lot the week before. And so there was a lot stronger of a current, a lot like more intense of a waterfall, like not necessarily further because it was still just as full but like just more water was going over it at any given time so more volume uh so i went down in that little pool and i leaned back into it not really thinking anything of it and it just fucking shot me to the bottom of that pool and smacked me against the rocks and i could not fucking get back up for like 20 seconds and it scared the shit out of me it was the first time i'd ever been afraid of water because i was like a real strong swimmer like you know i'd been snorkeling and scuba diving and done all that shit and been a you know, athletic swimmer and did all that. And this fucking... You gotta push out. You gotta push away from the waterfall. But that's, not that's the up. thing. Is, that's the thing is I couldn't. You didn't like that from Blake? I, mean, I was in, on, I was I in a little, I was in a little hot sized tub pool. So like there was no way to push out. There was no going anywhere. It was yeah. just like a little pool. Man, excuses. Shit. Scared the Come shit on. out of me, man. That was... Back that was... in the day, Chop, you just swam up that waterfall. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a salmon. But yeah, that was that was probably my time that I almost died. I mean, one of the closest ones. So uh, when I was like 16, I was in uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. And uh, if you were in there, there's like a square in the middle of the downtown area. And uh, of course, I'm starving for a hot dog. And I get a hot dog from like a street vendor. Which Santa Fe is known for their hot dogs. World-renowned hot dogs. Right, dude. And I, yeah, so I had <laughs> to get one. I was like, I'm in Santa Fe. I got to get a fucking hot dog. I bet they're great. So I get a hot dog. They put hatch chilies on it. Never mind. <laughs> but I'm so hungry for hot dogs. I'm just plowing through this thing. And I, I took a bite. I didn't chew it enough. A hot dog went and got stuck right in my throat. And it was one of those like... I figured you'd be used to that by now. Fuck, dude. <laughs> I can usually get them back out. You know, you just push away. <laughs> they come out. Push out. Yeah, push out. I was pushing up. and it just You blew. You blew. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty scary. I got close, and I was—I eventually swallowed it down, but it was like I had to force it down. It was crazy. It was like, you know, almost drowning. I was like almost choking on a hot dog, a wiener, you know? 
you don't have to put your hand on the back of your head to eat a hot dog. <laughs> that, right? Yeah, now I do. I just I was just hurting my neck doing that all the time. <laughs> Kept getting like cramps. I thought I pinched a nerve at one point, but I'm good now. Death by throat wiener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Chris, uh, what's yours? So, so what are you like? I'm probably the dumbest smart person you ever met. So, oh, easy. Don't give yourself too much credit, man. So I've almost died a lot of times. Uh, <laughs> you want the most recent one? Yeah. Sure. The most recent one I learned to respect snow and mountains. Uh, we Yeah, we went to ride snow machines. This one. We went to ride yep. snow machines in the mountains and uh, got shit house drunk on the way to the snow machine place. They yeah. almost didn't even let us ride, but we were having a good time. And, so they let know, us go. It's in and, New Mexico. They don't give a fuck. And so they take you like... Horseback yeah, you can riding, buy booze in the gas station. Yeah. Horseback riding trail style down to this like big open area where you can just go ham on these snow machines. A couple things. One, snow machines are heavy. Like Snowmobiles, a, is that what you mean? Like a motorcycle. They're heavy. Yeah, snowmobile, right? Two, you would think they would just like spin and spin and spin and never flip over. Those are some flip over y motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, they they flip over for sure. And yeah. unlike a motorcycle, I feel like you fall off a motorcycle and you kind of fall away from it. Those you fall under. Yeah, like if, if you fall on. over on a snow machine, it lands on top yeah. of you. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a jet ski, um, basically, with except snow. And so this big area that they had, you know, we people we were just going ham as fast as you could drive the snow machine around in a circle. And me and Blake were kind of following each other, and every time he would go around, he would go a little bit wider. And so I would go a little bit wider than he went. We're going like a little bit closer to the, the precipice, like the edge, you know. <laughs> And, and it's not like, it's just a, a hill, a really steep hill and right. trees at the bottom. It wasn't like a cliff. And so, like, I get to the edge this one particular time after about four passes, and I'm like, that looks like fun going down that motherfucker. I'm going to go down down that way. And it's just down the side of this mountain, and there's trees. And it's just like, you can almost see a little type of trail, maybe. Well, so I thought. And so I start going down, and I'm like, fuck yeah, this is the shit. I'm going to go down here and find this new shit, and drive too fast and reckless and so i was doing i i was doing every time i went around i would make new tracks in the in the fresh snow right because i was going we were going harder than everyone else yeah so i made these tracks and then i would come around again and i could see chris's tracks go a little bit further and i was like oh fuck so i would try and go a little bit further (laughs) we were playing that game (laughs) well i came back around and it was the same tracks and i was like oh no and i start looking around for chris and i can't find him yeah so i went down this hill and i made it about 100 <laughs> yards down and i was turning to cut through some trees and the snow turns out is about eight feet deep in Whoa. this particular area no and, shit and i get to where i'm trying to turn and go through some terrain and these are some flip over motor motherfuckers as blake said earlier and uh so i'm going kind of slow and as i slow down i start to sink and that whole motherfucker sinks eight feet down in the snow, and I'm 100 yards directly uphill from where everybody else is hanging out. And no one can see him. And no one can see me. And so it doesn't sound like much, because you're like 100 yards, it's right there. It's not a big deal. But we were at 9,000 feet and 8 feet of snow. And so every step, I got to dig out enough to like make another step into the snow, because the snow's taller than I am, and I sink. I'm 200 fucking pounds. And, uh, and you sink every time. Like, every you time. crawl your way to the top and take one, one step, step and sink, sink again. Yeah. And I finally get somebody's attention, and they come down there, the guys that are running the whole show or whatever, and they help dig it out. That dude was a rock star, too. Like, he, he dug, we dug and dug and dug and dug a bunch of snow out, and he put one foot on and kept one foot off, like he was standing on the side, and he just grabbed the gas and just, wah, and flew the motherfucker out of the hole and, like, rode it all the way up the hill. And then he was like, you got to walk up here. And I started walking up and uh, I made it about 14 steps and realized that I was going to die in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just going to bury me. They're just going to dump snow on top of but me. Not time, by the time they get back, I'm dead and frozen solid. It's fucking five outside, five degrees. And I'm in eight feet of snow and I can't breathe. Literally cannot get any oxygen. My breath is short like I just ran a marathon. Yeah, they forgot to put air up there. I can't get any fucking oxygen. And I'm like sweating inside my suit because I'm like trying to climb the side of this fucking mountain in deep snow. And that's when I realized the snow will kill the fuck out of you. Yeah, man. Can you imagine if you were there by yourself? No, dude. I would have been dead, bro. I don't know. I would have been trying to start a fire on top of the snow machine. (sighs) Yeah, it smells rough stuff, dude. 
It was gnarly. And that's just the most recent. Like that's was this that's this year. <laughs> <laughs> that's this year. So that's why you drink uh on the airplane so you can get your training in. That way when we go back you'll be uh prepared to get that drunk and you'll be able to catch your breath, dig yourself out. Yeah. Get stuck in the snow. Clearly. It's logical, I mean. Yeah, we're we're basically UFC athletes, basically, training at altitude. Yeah. By drinking Running through plane. snow. Yeah, and speaking of which, flash flash forward and preview for next week uh i'm gonna be in denver next week which i've talked about a little bit but i will be continuing to train at altitude because i'll be drunk on the plane and drunk in denver which is fucking way up there yeah you gotta you gotta check out that airport for us oh we will we will find all this find all the secret tunnels do you have Pharisees? take shots in front of the secret tunnels do you have time in the airport to like walk around and take pictures and shit oh yeah for sure i have a travel day i'm not working that day i'm gonna fly in and i will have all the time in the world as long as i get to there for the hotel that day dude i got a buddy up there i might fly in and see that's next week yeah next week hmm you got my wheels turning i got some miles Word. but i drank i I drank a cup of coffee before the show Mm. i'm like jittery uh i need to i need to drink some whiskey to balance it out yeah Shots to go. I, I think you know. I think I fucked myself because I this every morning, morning. Well, no, this morning I drank one of those. <laughs> this morning I drank one of those Bang Energy drinks. Oh man, have you had one of those? It's no. like it's like six cups of coffee in a in an energy drink, and it's it's drugs. It's straight drugs. <laughs> oh dude. And they just let they just let me drink it at work. I didn't even have to pretend. Man. Uh, but I drank that this morning, and right about the time it was tapering off and wear you know wearing off or whatever, then I drank a cup of coffee before the show, and now I'm like. Man, shit. I've had those five-hour energies. Are they similar to that? <laughs> Dude, I'm no, calling so bullshit. These are, this is a can, like a Red Bull. Okay. But, I mean, half half of one is enough. Wow. Because I've had like three of those ones, and I was up for like 40 hours straight. <laughs> I drove from fucking Bernie to Vernal, Utah straight, and like I still couldn't go to sleep for 12 hours after I got there. They kept me up so hard. It was fucking drugs, man. I'm gonna need to remember this for the next drive to New Mexico. Oh, dude, it's it's not funny because you're like, I want to go to sleep now, and you're just like, nope. I got I got loopy as fuck driving to New Mexico. I've seen some other people do yeah. that. Yeah, that happens almost every year. Someone's like, all right, I'm gonna start driving. Uh, you guys pass out, and then when you wake up, you take over, and I'll pass out. And inevitably, the person that started driving drives all the way there and stays up for like, you know, all night. Hours yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's badass shit though when you do that. Yeah, that's Dude, drugs. Was, that's drugs by itself. I got, I got fucked up. Chopper taking shots on this end. All right, I'm with you. <clears throat> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I've said it before, but sleep deprivation is one of the most hardcore drugs out there. For sure. That shit doesn't play. Dehydration is pretty hardcore too, man. Uh that did. There was a UFC fighter that, um, Evan Tanner. Does that sound familiar? Tevin Anner does. He rode his motorcycle out into the desert. Oh, in yeah, yeah. And his motorcycle broke down, and he went, oh, fuck that, I'll walk back. So he picked the motorcycle up, threw it on his back, started running. <laughs> I don't know. But he, uh, <laughs> Made yeah, it all dude, he died. He died of exposure out there. Wow. He was like... He got crushed by a motorcycle. I don't remember if he... I know <laughs> yeah. he fought George St. Pierre for, for the belt. I don't remember if he ever had the belt or not, but he was like a number one contender, like... He was a badass dude. Khabib is the new GSP. He died just from fucking... Uh, like being in the desert, basically? Yeah, and sun exposed. Dude, sunburns will fuck you up. I oh, mean, man. Gator, you know, being a, a yeah. vampire, right? Yeah, man, for sure. My green ginger skin. <laughs> 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 no, it's for real. I like getting drunk sometimes when it's just unexpected and you're just fucking shithoused. That's how sunburns are. You're just like, oh, I'm going out in the sun for a little bit. Like, oh, I'm just going to have a few shots of whiskey. Next thing you know, you black out for 40 hours. It's like <laughs> that, you know. You're like, I'm just going to go out and go swimming for a half hour. Next thing you know, you got skin cancer and all your th- shit's fucked up, you know. Are you one of those people that wears a, a long sleeve sun shirt? No, but I am one of those people who's just like ghostly white. I look like I'm like a tribesman or something. Dude, if I'm in survival mode, I'm about that life. I'll wear a shirt. I even put sunscreen on my hair, bro. Cause that shit really hurts. If I, if my motorcycle breaks down in the desert, I hope I have a long sleeve shirt on. Oh yeah, yeah, and you should hopefully. Yeah, and a jacket because it's probably gonna get cold. Cold at as fuck at nighttime. Uh, I, dude, I don't know when my my worst sun. Okay, 
I think my worst sunburns happen at the beach more so than the lake. I've spent a lot of time on the lake, and I usually am smart enough to, like, you know, put sunscreen on and then swim and then put sunscreen. Like, I, I keep up with it. For some reason at the beach, I'll put sunscreen on because I'm not one of those people that's like, fuck sunscreen. <clears throat> I am. But uh, <laughs> but I'll put sunscreen on, and then I'll, like, go out on the beach, and then, like, you start playing horseshoes and drinking whiskey and drinking beer. And then you go get in the water to cool off, and then you get back out and keep playing horseshoes, keep drinking whiskey. And then before you know it, you wake up the next morning on the beach covered in sand, sunburned like a motherfucker. And Dude, sand over sunburns are terrible. Damn. So that, that happened to me, like, this year. And I'm pretty sure we talked about it when it happened. I think I, I showed you guys my, uh, like, entire back shedding. <clears throat> but, yeah, I did, I did the same thing. I went to the beach and then played horseshoes for, like, four or five hours and drank a bunch of beer and whiskey and then... Uh, you know, that's what it is. You're like, you're like, I don't know what happened, and they're like, what'd you do? And you're like, well, you know, I went down to the beach and played horseshoes for like six hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you're a fucking idiot. I have my shirt off yeah. the whole time. Yeah, no shade. Yeah, dude, the river will fuck you up pretty bad. But the worst I've ever been sunburned by far was in the Keys. When I was in the Keys, and it was like, it was like thirty minutes. Like, man, you like start cooking and you're like, ah, oh, it's cool. I'm only 30 minutes in. I'm, I'm going to put sunscreen on in a little while because you can feel it cooking. And 30 minutes in, you're purple. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. You ever thrown up from getting a sunburn? Yeah, you get yep. close down to the equator. Yeah. yeah. It's like some poisoning sun or some shit. Yeah. yeah it's like what, alcohol poisoning. That's what happened do, to me this year. Do y'all, do y'all get seasick? Yes. Mm, I've gotten car sick before. Dude, I used to, when I was a little kid, I got... Car sick, train sick, plank sick, sea sick. It didn't matter. I, if it was moving, I got sick. Now I'm pretty good. Unless I've been drinking, I don't really get car sick. Like if I'm hungover, I'll get car sick. But uh, I still get seasick. That that one will still fuck with me. So I get like conditional seasick. If the vessel is moving, I'm fine. If the vessel sits still and just takes waves crashing on it, that that'll fuck me up. If that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Because if like you're just Going at one target velocity or whatever. Right? Yeah, and the just, waves and the up and down doesn't bother me. You just me cut that shit. I'm yeah. going that way, you know? And you've got that velocity. But when you're just sitting there, you but just take it. But if the boat stops and, and it's just like... Ooh, yeah. yeah that's, that's when I get seasick. So, uh, cure for that, though, is put on scuba gear and jump in the fucking water so that you're not fucking sitting in the boat. What are those pills people take? Dramamine. Yeah. <laughs> the, the trick is you have to take it before you get out if you get out there and you get sick you're fucked Fuck. you're not gonna not, not be sick yeah. yeah but yeah. if you take it before you go out and then you take more again once you start going out then it'll help it so, depends yeah. on how susceptible you are to sure you. when i got sick on the boat when we started moving again i wasn't sick anymore i stopped being sick when we started moving again and then i was like i don't care i could stay on the boat all day if we're fucking moving i know so different than being seasick but uh i've gone on some guided fishing trips um i don't go deep sea but I'll do like the bay, bay. you know? Yeah. And if you stand on a boat, or I guess it could be the same for the lake, although I've never experienced it, like, hanging out, partying on the lake. Do you guys throw up and bait the fish? Yeah, you chum the water? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's but it's different. It's it's a uh, drunk throw up, not seasick throw up. Oh, but they love it. And then they get drunk, too. So, when so it, my, yeah. what I was saying, though, is is it, in the bay fishing thing, you're standing outside. You're, one, you're in direct sunlight the whole day. The whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, two, you're standing the whole day because... You're standing on the front, standing in the back. You're fishing. Yeah. And then when you get back to shore, there's like a, there's a like a cool down period of like the ground isn't moving right. Yeah. Because you get been, the you get the rubber legs. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just from like six seven hours mm-hmm. of being on a boat. Yeah. You get that <laughs> partying on the lake too. You get that you get the rubber legs coming off the lake if you've been out all day. See, I, I've I've spent a lot of time, but also when you're on the lake. I'm, usually I'm not like standing up fishing. Usually I'm either sitting down and we're moving or I'm sitting down drinking beer water. or I'm swimming or I'm skiing or like yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of change in, in pace. When you're fishing, you're literally just standing on the boat. And it's not even big waves because it's in the bay, but it's not solid. That's the point. Mm-hmm. And when you stand back on solid ground, you're like, whoa, this is kind of weird. Yeah, it's just total change. Bar stool too long. Yeah, yeah, same <laughs> thing. That's a good analogy. You know when you sit on the bar stool? And you take a shot, and then you hang out and smoke a cigarette and take another shot. And then, like, you start watching football or something and take another shot, drink a few beers. And now it's, like, 1130, and you're like, hey, I got I to gotta get out of here. And you stand up, and you go, whoa, <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking drunk. Yeah. 
And you didn't even realize you were drunk until you stood up? Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. <laughs> sea legs. Got to get your sea legs. Sea legs. Yeah. So we're training for that, too. Yeah, getting your legs ready. Yep. That's that's uh, the theme of this episode, I think, is, uh, you know, training. Training. Because, yeah. I mean, we're, we're basically high-performance athletes. You guys run camps and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Do you guys do, like, quick camps? Like, could you just do, like, say I wanted to go fly to Aspen or something. Could I just train over that flight? You know what I mean? Yeah, you train there, and then you train on the way back. You train while you're there. And you so you don't necessarily you. have to spend, like, a long time training. You can just you can do, like, a quick train and get into it, too. Dude, you work out when you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Get drunk before, after, during. Yeah, yeah, just as long as you can get on the plane without them giving you a hard time. Dude, we do, a, we do an event every year where we compete in drinking games, basically beer fest, but but uh, our version of it. Redneck Beer Fest. And uh, I, I want to start training Doss Boot. I think... This is something that I've never been super good at. It's chugging beer, but I think I could if I trained, focus. You know? Do you have dog food? I don't, but we we can get one. Yes, I bought one, but someone else has it. You know how to fix that, right? You need to train. Say what? You know how to fix not being good at chugging beer, right? Yeah, chug beer. Well, uh, yeah, I mean that too, but I was going to say don't be a pussy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Sometimes you got to learn to not be a pussy. Is Doss Boot a thing that's like prolific, or is that just uh, degenerates like us? What does that mean? It's degenerates like just us. A, yeah, I think that's just a, a degenerates like us. Because <laughs> <laughs> most of the other shit that we do is pretty, like, we play quarters, we play pong, we play flip cup, and then we play Doss Boot. Those are the categories. All competitive in a bracket. and One-on-one. On one. Yeah, yeah, the winner wins. Hey, and there's a plaque. There's a get point anything. system. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. But it, my point is, it's coming up. If you want to train boot, you need to start like now. So I, I guess yes, you can do a short train. Don't forget about yeah, the train for like the next too. two weeks, and I'm gonna dominate. You're gonna be like beer bong for like two <laughs> weeks straight, and <laughs> the apparatus. That's one of my favorite ways to drink beer. Turn, beer bong. Turn in oh, your man. mission statement to your loved ones and to your work. I was like, look, guys, I'm sorry, but I'm doing something for me. I'm going to be training for the next few weeks. <laughs> be prepared. I'm going to be in high-intensity training. I may show up. I may be tired. I may have a headache. <laughs> I may smell like booze. It's because I'm hyper-focused on the goal. Thanks in advance for your extended understanding. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I can I think I can crush DOS boot if I just get a little a little. You gotta practice. Are you going to practice with beer? Or are you gonna practice with other liquids? No, I'm gonna practice with straight whiskey. Oh, you know what they what what <laughs> oh. I hear is you're supposed to train with goat piss because if you can chug goat piss, you can chug anything. That's true. That's yeah. that's science. What's the special quality of goat piss? Why is it so unique and special that if you can chug it, you can chug anything? Because it's terrible. Yeah. How do you know? Have you had it? Well, I've heard. I do know this. This is one thing I do know. Uh, if you're going to compete in DOS boot, you want to pour your beer and then you want to let it sit. For two reasons. Yeah. You cool. have to you have to let it warm up because you nobody wants to be drinking ice cold beer if they're chugging it's hard. Four beers straight. Don't worry about the brain freezes and the coffee. Oh dude. So you want it room temperature and you want it flat. And I know that sounds crazy. It's gonna it's not gonna taste good. That's not what you're going for. Yeah. If, if it's carbonated, it's gonna start burning your throat. Right. You gotta put that volume out. Yeah. It'll bubble up in your stomach too. Oh man, yeah. So you want it flat, as flat as it can get. You gotta let it sit. So my recommendation is pour it up and then wait a few hours and then come back and drink it. Yeah. Uh, you're not wrong. While we're talking about this, I got to throw one thing out there. Uh, fuck you, Rob. Fuck you, Rob. Yeah. yeah. Big old asterisk. <laughs> Big old asterisk. That's <laughs> uh, fucked up. Now, I will, I will uh, throw this out there, and I want to talk about this also. Because it's a weekend-long drinking event, that means it is a three-day hangover. Dude, it, that's no bullshit. Oh, so, we talked about the cumulative hangover. This yeah. past year. Oh, man. This past year, uh, I, was a, I was a uh, champion giving up my crown. Um, so I did the honorable thing and gave myself alcohol poisoning. <laughs> In the name of, of training, like if you're really dedicated to your craft, your art form, I mean, sometimes you got to sacrifice. Dude, I'm that champion that I was just trying to make it to champion. And once I made it to champion, I was living the champion life and didn't have time to train. And mm-hmm. so then, you know, I gave myself alcohol poisoning. Sometimes that's what it takes, man. Everybody loves, taking shots. everybody loves a good redemption arc. 
Gotta be the yeah, comeback king. Shots, and then we're gonna talk about this whiskey chop. Hi. So, this is uh, this is man whiskey. This is strong. I mean, I, I don't know about. It's only ninety-two. I mean, it's ninety-two proof. It's only ninety-two proof. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so right, tell me, what you tell me is you're being a pussy. So it's called stolen whiskey. It's aged eleven years, which is cool. Um, barrel finished with smoked oak staves. So smoked oak. I mean, it's hard I, to go wrong with that. That's that's Franklin's Barbecue 101, right? Smoked oak. I've never been able to keep whiskey for eleven years. This is stolen. No. 11 days is triumph. <laughs> this is stolen American whiskey. We are firm believers in you can't rush greatness, which is why we waited 11 long years before we pulled our whiskey out of the barrel. Thanks to our patience, we now have a true American whiskey, structurally complex, rich in color, with a delightfully creamy mouth. God, I had to fucking go there. Mouthfeel. Fuck your mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. What's your mouth feel like? And if that wasn't enough, we took it a step further and added a keen finish with wood-fired smoke barrel staves. See, I like that. I like that. Uh, giving it that extra kick over the top. Drink it like it's stolen. So, it does have an extra kick, doesn't it? It does. It's got kick. Uh, it's not very sweet. I give it a pretty good crunch, pretty good bite. Uh, I like the bottle a lot. Uh, drunkenness, it's 92 proof. I think that's going to be good. They're going for... Uh, they're going for a, a bold over the top. Like this is not supposed to be smooth. This is supposed no. to. This yeah. is intentional crunch. It makes your balls tingle. Yeah, it's intentional crunch. I was gonna say I liken it to uh, kind of how you like the bad guy. Like, uh, man, what's that mobster that used to rob trains? I don't know. Yosemite Sam. Jesse. Yep, James. that's him. That's no, Jesse James. It was Jesse James. Uh, but you, I don't know. He, he was like you liked him because he was gritty. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is gr- this has got grit for sure. Mm-hmm. True grit. Sweet, sweetness. I'm gonna put it at uh, one. I give it one point five to two. I, I think they put enough sweet to knock the biter crunch off to where it's not just it's not absolutely bitter. offensive. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's I, got enough sweet to balance out the over, but very, very little sweetness. Very little. Yeah. Um, crunch. This one's strong. If you're into if you're into something that's gonna make your your toes curl, like that's what this is. Um, uh, one to five. I'm gonna put it at a three and a half, four. Yeah. I'm did you already, did uh, you already take your shot? Yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, you fuckers! All right, this is a shot. Uh, bite. I'm gonna call it a four as well. It's got a good bite. I, again, this is a bold, a bold whiskey. It's a bold whiskey, but good. It's good. I, mean, I, I like it. I like it. It's like, uh, but it it goes against. I, I like it for all the reasons that I like Evan Williams. It's like intentionally rough around the edges. I like it for you know, all the reasons that I like Evan Williams. You know, it, it's it's uh, it's like a spray painting instead of a, a paintbrush yeah. painting. You know, like it's 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 supposed to be. Well, it looks like rough label like that. is written in sharpie. Yeah, so the the that's where we're getting to. So the bottle, it's a square bottle. Um, it says stolen whiskey on it, and it's it's literally got like sharpie scratches, like it scratched out the the label. And they wrote stolen whiskey and Sharpie. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Can let me see it. It's a it's a pretty cool bottle. Yeah, I give the bottle props. And it's got a, it's got a cork always plus. It does yeah, have a cork. Cool. The the pop was kind of weird. The top spout doesn't pour quite as perfect as it could, but not bad. I mean, it's it's, it's they nice. didn't they didn't ace the pour with the bottle. Um, I liked like these simple labels are nice, man. When it's not too busy, mm-hmm. I think they're cool. Is it oh. just it's got nice color contrast and stuff? What's the company that pours the shot into the lid? Is that 1800? 1800, yeah. Yeah. That's That's tequila. That's a fucking great, great thing. Yeah, it's marketing, dude. (laughs) That's such a good idea, too. Drunkenness, uh, I don't know. We're, we're, shit, we're halfway through this bottle now. But, uh, yeah, we'll wait till the end of the show and we'll talk about drunkenness. It's 92 proof, so I don't think it's going to let us down. Obviously, I can't, uh, I can't wrap on that, and I'm not going to do a review on, on Wild Turkey, because I think we need to have it on the show. We'll do that here in the next few weeks or so. But I am fucking excited to have it on the show. I forgot about Wild Turkey for a little while, not gonna lie. And uh, when I got here into D.C., I'll, turns out you can't buy fucking beer in the gas station, so I had to go to the liquor store. And uh, I went and picked up a 12-pack <laughs> yeah, yeah. of beer and was looking around at bottles of whiskey, and I saw 
101 and was just like, yep, that's the one. <laughs> that nailed yep. it. Can't buy beer. Well, can't buy beer in the gas station, but you can go buy weed. Yep. You, you know, uh, Benjamin Franklin wanted the national bird to be a turkey, not um, the eagle. Do you know that? I've heard that. That's Yeah, I just made that up. Have Never. you ever had a turkey leg, though? But I, I guess my my point is, uh, yeah, well, how fitting that you're in D.C. And that's like Benjamin Franklin's like. Yeah, and yeah, you, you, you took that picture of him sitting down, a huh? big statue of him. Benjamin Franklin sitting up? Yeah. yeah and a big statue? Yeah, man, that's crazy. A turkey's good. Good bird. Yeah, there's yeah, nothing I don't bad. think so. Come on, can we quit sucking Benjamin Franklin's dick? Turkey's a terrible <laughs> national bird. I mean, props to Ben Franklin. I don't want to discredit what he did, you know. He uh, jive Inventing freedom and all that. I mean, he's got a statue of him with a turkey, so yeah. fuck you, dude. But, come on, there's there's way cooler birds than a fucking turkey. No, but turkeys are fucking delicious. What about an ostrich? Dude, that's making sense. <laughs> this isn't fucking Australia, bro. A turkey, turkeys are fucking delicious. Turkeys, alright, two things. One, turkey legs at a state fair. You can't fuck with that. Smoke turkey legs at a state fair. I'm not debating a turkey leg's merits for killing and eating. No, they're the shit for that. <laughs> but for being and, like a badass and bird. And then fucking Thanksgiving, bro. This is the national bird of November. I think <laughs> the national bird of Texas is a mockingbird, and that's a badass bird. Until they start fucking emulating car alarms. Like when you're trying to sleep in in the morning. So the, for those of you that don't live in Texas, uh, the mockingbird, they call it a mockingbird because it'll mimic sound. And uh, that's a thing. A mockingbird will mimic the sound of a car alarm. <laughs> and, dude, you can be sleeping in on a Sunday and a fucking mockingbird will start. You have to be in a special part of town, but this is facts. Yeah. But mockingbirds will also, like, punk all the shitty birds. Like, if a, uh, if a crow flies up and is trying to fuck with your shit, mockingbird's like, get out of here, crow. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, crow. Do it all. Yeah, want. they're hardcore, man. Almost as hardcore as uh, magpies. What? What? You ever seen a magpie before? No. They're fuck fucking you. Like, hardcore. They're like, this isn't a bird watching <laughs> podcast. You fucking fuck clown. Yeah, we're nerding out on birds, bitch. <laughs> Y'all better listen up. What's a chickpea? <laughs> That's a. <laughs> what's what's the difference between a chickpea and a garbanzo? You tell me. I wouldn't let a garbanzo on my face. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it, Trump. Yeah, explain yourself. Say it one more time. What's the difference between a chickpea time. and a garbanzo? You fucking idiot. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I don't get it. Are you saying you'd let a chickpea on your face? Yeah, I said I'm trying to say I'm in the golden showers. How much does that cost? Uh, and they've got cans of them by the gallon. Free if like you know the right people. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, this last weekend, it was my birthday. You little chickpea on your face? <laughs> well, yeah, but I do We're that every... We're not going to be able to move past. <laughs> I, do, I do that every weekend, yeah, so that, that wasn't really... Tell us a... about the chickpea. <laughs> yeah, dude. Get to the point. No. no, what happened this last weekend, John? So, it was my birthday, and I, like, I ran around, did a few things, it was fun, but on my actual birthday... On your birthday, you wanted a chickpea on, pee on your face? Yeah. That was well, your birthday duh. present, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, she just charged him less. It was like 20% off for your birthday. <laughs> God damn right, it. We're really down. not going to let this go, are we? Uh, Alright, so, I went to the tattoo shop, and... They have a thing where you basically you pay 60 bucks up front and they have one of those like ball machines they used to have in restaurants where you could get a uh, like you put quarters in it spits out a ball with a little toy in it. So it was one of those tattoo you get. Yeah, but it had tattoo designs in it. Yeah, so I did that this weekend and it was uh, it was an experience. No, it wasn't Friday the 13th. It wasn't uh, it wasn't that it was a fucking just like it's something they have all the time. Yeah, Saturday the 14th, actually. But that's even worse. I did it. Do it with the Friday the Thirteenth tattoos. You you do the little machine and get the ball, but, get, get the but, thing, and that's your Friday the Thirteenth. So I did a I did a Friday the Thirteenth tattoo, and basically it's just a here's a sheet of paper. You pick one off of that, and we'll do it for twenty bucks. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and that was kind. Of, that's a little bit like, oh shit! Like this isn't something that I'm gonna get to think out a whole lot. But it's not quite as. Um, ballsy is just like all right I'll, I'll take whatever you give me you know yeah yep um so uh, is, is that part of the tattoo culture is is like 
having a whack tattoo or I mean or potentially good. I know it could be good too. But the the risk of having a whack tattoo just for the sake of the story. If you're going for a twenty dollar tattoo, you're gonna have a whack tattoo. Yeah, oh, I mean, I no, it's a it's, it's a sixty dollar cool. down payment, and then you pay twenty bucks for it. No, nah, he was talking about something different. Nah. What Blake's talking about is twenty dollar tattoo. Chop. Huh. Is is the the is that part of the tattoo culture? Like, is that part of the the allure? Dude, right? All right. So I'm not gonna say everybody, but I'm gonna say like. 85 90 percent of people who have a lot of tattoos have at least one shitty tattoo even if they've gotten it covered up or whatever like they've, they've gotten a shitty tattoo right uh so i don't necessarily think it's the allure of that because like this particular shop i went to i knew all of the artists like it's the shop that i go to for my sleeve i knew all the artists that were in there i knew that it wasn't going to be a bad tattoo it just may not be something that i would have gotten or designed or picked out you know what i mean but but that's part of it, right? Like yeah, the the idea is you're gonna get a tattoo that you wouldn't normally get. It Kinda shows like, you. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna try a food that you would normally try. You're gonna do this thing that you would normally do. You're gonna get a tattoo that you wouldn't pick for yourself. Right. But it's gonna happen. And that, that's that's kind of tattoos. Same thought process, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's that's one of my things. That's a bucket list thing. And honestly, I think I'm a little more comfortable with that because uh, those Tabori tattoos have a theme at least. Like it looks like it like a Tabori tattoo, but um, it's still the same concept. Like you go and you hang out with the, the person, the artist, and they get to know you at least to the point where they decide, okay, this is the tattoo I'm going to do for you. And then they get to put it on you. So it's still relinquishing that, that uh, look, you have, you have power over, uh, like you have the, the choice to pick what gets put on my body permanently. Yeah. Um, sure. I, Show up drunk. <laughs> I think the I think what chop what you're explaining and and if I'm way off base and just be like no that's all fucking wrong but um, what you're explaining is is kind of that like that relinquishing of power you're saying um, someone fate I guess because you you did it a different way but right fate is going to decide what gets put on my body yeah pretty much and I mean that was kind of the cool part like we went in and and. Uh... The people at the shop were like, all right, it's 60 bucks. We'll give you the quarters. You fucking get the ball out of the machine. What you get is what you get. You can pay $10 to, like, re-roll, basically. And you can re-roll as many times as you want, but it's $10 each time. And, like, I got there, and I was like, dude, what the fuck? Like, no. I'm <laughs> I'm going to put the shit in the machine, and I'm going to get whatever the fuck comes out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that, I'm glad you didn't yeah. puss out like that. So, uh, That would have been a terrible story. Like, the whole point, the whole reason you go there is for that story, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's for that story, and you're going to fuck the whole story up by being like, oh, let me me try again. Yeah. No, fuck that. Yeah, that's lame. So, uh... You you took the first one, right? Yeah, first one. Like, and it popped out, and, uh, dude, all right, so it's a a baby in a diaper with boxing gloves on. That's what I got. And you went, oh, no. No, I saw it, and I was like, this is not what I was expecting at all. Because honestly, what I was expecting was some, like, clip art, old school, fucking traditional style, like, like almost Sailor Jerry-esque tattoos. Like, that's kind of what I had in my head, right? And uh-huh. it is kind of that style, but it's definitely some unique designs and shit. So, uh, like, the, um, the one that I got, like I, I just explained, and then the other one that popped out was a, uh, and this is for the person that was with me, they had a, a skull... But it had four eyes instead of two. And it had eyes still in there. So, like, definitely some... So that's, just, yeah, again, I, so I've been with people that are like, look, I, I got this just because I, I like the design. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like what you're explaining is like, you know, I got this just for the, the story, just for the, the adrenaline rush, the sake of the roll of the dice. You yeah, know? pretty much, yeah. And I got it, like, right next to my fucking Friday the 13th tattoo that's on my... You know, like, oh, this is where my shitty tattoos go <laughs> kind of spot. And that's that's fine. Like, now that's what that area is for, you know? Like, yeah, whatever. I did a Friday the 13th tattoo. I, I, and, dude, I put it right on my arm, but it kind of fit with my theme just just because. I mean, it just did. Yeah. I did a Friday the 13th tattoo, and then I was like, that's little and shitty all by itself there. And so I went back, like, a week later and had a much bigger tattoo around the Friday the 13th tattoo. I didn't cover it. I integrated it into the middle of the tattoo. The larger it. tattoo. Yeah. That is one thing. If you're going to get a tattoo, uh, if you think it needs to be this big, double it. Yeah. It needs to be mm-hmm. twice that big. Like, if you're going to get your first tattoo, it, it's too small. Just trust me. Get it twice as big as that. Yeah. Whatever you have in your head, it needs to be twice as big as that. 
Yeah, because you get it in a small, and then you're like, oh, no, I need, like, five more tattoos to balance this out now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one thing. I'd... So, I was... what what are some other what are some other uh, parts of tattoo culture that that uh, maybe people don't necessarily know, like this like this idea of uh, rolling the dice or, or letting something someone else pick what goes on your body or fate pick what goes on your body. Friday the thirteenth are even pretty yeah. up there. Like, Friday the thirteenth is way up okay. there. Uh, I definitely think there's so I I don't like people who don't have tattoos may or may not know this, but there's definitely like you go get a tattoo and you will leave the shop fucked up. Like, like, Mm -hmm. like you just smoke some weed or drink or whatever. What? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like you can go in completely sober and you will leave not feeling sober. My ideal situation is smoke a blunt, stop at Krispy Kreme on the way and fucking eat that sugar down a whole bunch of Krispy Kreme right before I go in for my tattoo or shit. How strong can you cares? Yeah. Uh, I think there's also a, a, natural progression like a hero's journey or whatever maybe like a, a laid out story about people that they get tattoos everybody starts with like one small tattoo that means something important to them right right and then a little bit bigger and you do one that's a little bit more personal but uh or or, or uh like more you like more defiant but but still um part of your identity and bigger uh-huh. so you start small go bigger and then at some point you get to a, a point where you're like, I want something that looks good. And I feel like after that, the next step is, okay, I want something that, that, um, it's a good story mm-hmm. that every time someone goes, Hey, why that one? So of course, when you get your first one, you're like, Oh, uh, I got this one for, you know, my family or my dad or my kid or whatever. Um, but eventually they're like, what about that one? And you're like, okay. So we were in Vegas. <laughs> I just done a bomb. There was, yeah. It, like you, you had now you have the story, right? Yep. And and the first time that happens, you go, that's a cool thing. That story is worth more than the tattoo. That's when these twenty dollar tattoos and these roll of the dice tattoos come in. Yeah. So, yeah. so my Friday the Thirteenth tattoo happened at the Harley dealership the year after I bought my Harley, and I laid on a tattoo table in the middle of the dealership, staring at a bunch of really badass bikes while I got the tattoo. So that and you got a Friday the Thirteenth tattoo, and, and it was a Friday the Thirteenth tattoo, and it inspired me to put the entire engine of my bike on my leg around said thirteen dollars tattoo. I'm uh I'm to the to the point in my tattoo journey where I want to get something that has no meaning at all that just looks super cool. Like hell yeah, I think this that's mm-hmm. what I want. So See, part I want to do some meaningful ones. Say what, chop. Part of my tattoo journey, and and you were a part of it, was uh, I decided that I wanted to tattoo myself. And that was like a bucket list item, yeah. and uh, yeah. that was that was fucking wild, man. Because I I practiced for a little while, like gave it a month or two, where I was fucking around with pigskins and stuff like that, uh, and then kind well, of out of explain for people that don't know tattoo culture or tattoo process, uh, pigskins. So you can actually go buy pig skin from like mexican meat markets and stuff like that and uh you can tattoo that for practice because it's the most like the closest thing to actually tattooing human skin if you're wanting to practice uh so i did that for a little bit you know practice for a little while was just doing uh you know whatever i could to try and get the feel for it because i didn't really have anybody to teach me um and then kind of out of the blue blake was like all right let's do it tattoo me come over uh well no so i asked him i thought he was gonna puss out this is like uh this is like that the western talk we were i was like all right so you think you're ready because he was talking about hey i tattooed this look look how cool this looks and i was like so you think you're ready and he was like honestly i do and i was like then let's do it like i thought i was calling him out you know yeah yeah dude and he was like okay and i was like oh shit oh shit (laughs) okay okay so then it became this thing and and the adrenaline was going for me as much as it was going for him i imagine like He's he's tattooing a person for the first time. I'm getting tattooed by a person that's never tattooed a person for the first time. You know? Yeah. Like, it was a it was a rush, but it was an awesome story. I think it's an awesome story, yeah. and it's, yeah. the tattoo turned out pretty good. I yeah. feel like the most badass things that happen in life is just a series of people bluffing each other into <laughs> doing it. <laughs> yeah, one upping each other <laughs> until you get to this point of like, okay, we can't go any harder than that. Someone's like, "How crazy would it be to jump off that?" And someone's like, "I bet you won't." And they're like. I'll do it if you do it. And you're like, well, if yeah. I don't do it, then I'm pussy. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, all right, fine, let's do this. And you're like, no, fuck you, I'll do it first, and I bet you won't. And they're like, 
now it's a race up the hill to jump off of the thing. <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes down for sure. I think the moral of the you story the camera. is... I'm going to swim off Niagara Falls. <laughs> I think the moral of the story is don't break rule number one. You can't be a pussy. Don't be a pussy. And then after you're not a pussy, rule number two, shut the fuck up. So be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can listen on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. We have new episodes every Monday. Be sure to check us out. We'll see you next week.